it. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Enemy Slime Podcast. This is episode number 166. I'm your usual host, Jared. I am joined today by Mr. Michael Mahoney. Still here, still going on, kind of strong. I have Mr. Doug Wilson. Sup, bitch? I have Mr. J. Joseph Jr. I ate Lucio. Uh, Lucio is gone. Oh, no. But don't worry, we have just as good of a Latino man in the form of Trevor Bolts. Okay. <laughs> good, I wow, said, he is good. I said, boy, whoa, where's, where's <laughs> Lucio? Where's Lucio? <laughs> it's like him? the same thing. It was crazy. It was almost, yeah, it was almost exactly the same thing. I liked it. Um, we have a kind of a weird week this week. There's a lot of new games out and we've been playing some of them. So we'll run through them. I think I want to lead since we don't really have any news. I, you, you said you had something ready to go, Michael. So maybe we should just lead with that. Does that work for you? Yeah, definitely. I've actually got something pretty exciting. Okay. So you know how I've been talking some shit on Mass Effect Andromeda, right? Uh-huh. Well, I guess someone at Bioware must have been paying attention because I got some uh, some advanced knowledge on the upcoming patch. Oh, I see. And so, uh, <laughs> what do we know? <laughs> what what's coming? Well, I've got the uh, I've got the press release, so I thought I might read it here exclusively on the Enemy Slime podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think you I think you definitely should. So this is breaking news, right? Yeah, this is. No one has ever heard this before. Now this is as fresh as it gets. <laughs> And when the podcast airs, it'll still be just as fresh. <laughs> every bit, every bit is fresh. All right, yeah, uh, run, run me through uh, the fixes because there's got to be a lot of them. Yeah, it's a lot of good stuff here. So why don't I uh, just get started? So here's how it goes: We at Bioware understand that the release of our much anticipated sequel to the Mass Effect series, Mass Effect Andromeda, has left some fans feeling less than satisfied. We at BioWare take this very seriously, and that is why we've worked extra hard on the updates we will be including in our first major update, often staying until the start of nights and up till the beginning of weekends. So really burning the midnight oil there. And we really think you're going to like what we've done. So here's what you have to look forward to. It's got a list here. So number one, we're finally updating the character creator to include white people. And you're done with the game. And eyes that look in the same direction at the same time. <laughs> Sorry, ugly broads. We don't think your Frankenstein monster face was the default standard in the future. We're just not very good at doing this, despite having done a decent job in every iteration prior to now. Okay, so that's pretty exciting, right? Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. All right. <laughs> Next, number two. We understand that the term colonist is upsetting to some. And to make the game as inclusive as possible, we've replaced it with Patriarchy Space Rapist. Additionally, <laughs> Ryder will no longer be able to use alien technology in the game because that would be cultural appropriation. <laughs> okay. So what do you guys think? That's, that's pretty exciting, right? Yeah, I think that's reasonable. Yeah. That actually addresses a lot of my complaints. Hey, I, I'm right there with you. Number three, we've received your feedback about the time and tedium it takes to scan planets for new resources. So with this new patch, you can suck my cock. <laughs> That's right. We know you hated it in Mass Effect 3, and we still don't give a fuck. Go live the excitement of clicking around Google Maps to look at the screensaver quality universe we designed, and you'll fucking like it. Look at it, you bitch. Lap it up like a dog, you disgusting piece of shit. These are aggressive patch notes. <laughs> yeah, it's getting me. Uh, it, it started out very professional, but I'm, I'm worried about how unhinged the writer might be becoming. 
Don't worry, don't worry. There's a lot of good stuff in here. Okay, that's good. Number four. A guy on the Bioware forum said that he experienced some difficulty during a battle on Habitat 7. So we have removed combat from the game entirely. <laughs> that's, fair. that's good. I like that one. That's reasonable. <laughs> that's yeah. a reasonable approach to, to dealing with that. Number five. The game now comes with a free copy of Persona 5. Because if you're such a pussy that you need a video game substitution for friends and chicks, it should at least be a game where the developer actually tried a little bit. <laughs> Seems a little harsh, but uh, free copy. <laughs> All right, six and last. We fixed a cinematic where male rider's hand clips through a door in the second story mission. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. They're ending on a strong note. But, guys, guys, that's not all. So we've also got another announcement. On top of this, we're also pleased to announce the new DLC. Extend your Mass Effect enjoyment with this killer new content. First... You love the hip, detached antics of the diverse crew of the Tempest. Now imagine how you'll love them when they run their own startup app. It's Mass Effect, Silicon Vector. Join the quirky 20-something crew as Ryder must adapt to her role as the Pathfinder while trying to deal with the added pressure of social media, artisan food trucks, and vintage clothing. Enjoy nearly 35 minutes of new story DLC aimed right at our target audience as Ryder competes in a DJ contest against an advanced AI drum machine and lectures the Archon on the inferiority of corporate coffee. Available in spring 2019 for 3308. I was just about to ask you if we had a price point. <laughs> oh, we got prices for everything. And a release date two years oh. from now. Oh, are there more? Is there more? We got two more. <laughs> Each one more exciting than the last. Oh, boy. So next, breathe new life into your gameplay experience by purchasing new dialogue wheel options. Now, Ryder... Oh, my God. Respond- that scares me how real that could be. <laughs> Now Ryder can respond using the full range of emotions with three new dynamic attitudes. Mildly annoyed, but cooperative. Dryly sarcastic, but emotionally supportive. And whimsically eccentric, but agreeable. Get them all for twenty-one thirty-seven each. <laughs> and lastly, Andromeda has been accused of having underwhelming gay romance options, but longtime fans of the game will know that there's nothing, and actually wrote nothing in italics, Nothing more important than our gay romance options. Then you'll like us, right? We just really want you to like us. So we made the Mass Effect Boys Love Laboratory Play Kit, where we'll let you use the character creator to build a gay lover just how you want. You want a Chinese boy? Or how about an obese quarian? Dream of bending Garrus over a table and showing him what it means to dock your Star Destroyer? We won't judge, so long as you're gay and you want to mash your gay genitals into your gay creation. They won't have any dialogue, no loyalty mission, and best of all, no inhibitions about taking Ryder to Brown Town as often as you like. Great your own polyamorous gay space harem for just sixteen forty two each. Sixteen forty two, that's very reasonable. Right, right. So that's uh that's the, the patch notes you guys will be hearing about later today, tomorrow. <laughs> I might suggest uh that what's funny about this is I have some real patch notes in front of me, and some <laughs> of these are things they're working on. <laughs> Good. Like right here, I have improvements. That's how you know it's an authentic release note. No shit. Here, improvements to male romance options for Scott Ryder. That's uh, literally wait. one. Really? Yes. That's, yeah. That's absolutely one. Wait, that's that's the first patch note. 
It's not the well. Or, it's 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 not it's not happening in the first patch, but they uh, know okay. that they know that their situation is so dire that they need to also promise into the future. So their their vague future promises are more options and variety in the character creator, which Michael hit upon. Uh, really? Improvements to hair and general appearance for characters. Ongoing improvements to cinematic scenes and animations. Uh, imp- right, the hand clipping through the door. Improvements to male romance options for Scott Ryder. And adjustments to conversations with Hanley Abrams, whoever that is. She's the trans uh, person. No I, shit. I got, yep, that was <laughs> I. I, I uh, was I didn't know that was even a thing in the game, and I came across that conversation. And I was like, ugh, <laughs> I just puked. Now, did you almost puke because you're transphobic? Yes, that that is why. <laughs> Not that it was a ham-fisted and stupid. <laughs> I went to a new galaxy to get a fresh start. I used to be Roger. Oh, do we have so the voice I, actor on? I, I, I think I stated I think I stated what was like my my problem with that. Um, but I never said it on the podcast. But this is basically a future where someone should be able to stick a needle in their arm and become anything they want. So why would you make a big deal of it? Why wouldn't you just do it and then you know prelocate and whatever? Um, and like I, I you know my my trans friends. I think one of them I only knew because uh, she had, you know, I had known her for most of my life. But the other one I hadn't known for a long time. It took her like, I guess, I guess uh, six months or something before she finally told me. Um, that's not something you just say to someone that you just met out of the blue. <laughs> like, Especially you when do you if you're the evacuate you out of an airlock. <laughs> I will say the only the only actual patch note that is of any worth is being able to skip the travel sections in between planets because Jesus Christ that is just the worst. Wait, is that really? No, no. Didn't you hear you can go suck their cock? Oh yeah, they are going to let you do that, allowing you to skip ahead when traveling between planets in the galaxy map. Huh. That'll help. So you, you know, you know that's um that's like a holdover from um like the old Republic, and it was annoying back then too. <laughs> you know, I, I was kind of thinking that. about this and. I don't know how it behaves in the game, but I just feel like this is kind of emblematic in general of like the problem that we have with Mass Effect, where Bioware went out of their way at one point to very deliberately remove the Mako from Mass Effect. And then, mm-hmm. it, and then now we have it back. Well, their shitty, stupid fans forgot how shitty the Mako was and like, you should add it back again. Uh, That's how they said it. Yeah, no, I believe That's that. That's what I heard. <laughs> that was, that was, I, mean, I, re, I, I recall that conversation. Trevor was there chanting by the sideline. Yeah, yeah bring it back. <laughs> bring it Michael. back. Michael. Yes. So there, there's a planet where you don't get the Mako, and it's just like a relatively small area. And I felt, I felt like that was the best planet I've been to so far. I still haven't gotten enough of EOS. I really hate this game. Yeah. <laughs> So let me ask this. I mean, you hated it enough to uh, to go and to out and complain and get those patch notes back. Right, right. I mean, hopefully, what my my criticism is helping the game. I mean, it sounds like it's going to be a lot better after this. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that I think that you've actually done a lot to shape where we're at here. So Mass Effect uh, Andromeda has a seventy one on Metacritic, which is pretty high. Um, how wrong do you guys think that is at this point? I mean, I, I, didn't we talk about this? That this is like the clickbait sites that raise that score artificially. Yeah, mostly. But I mean, there's some. Well, actually, no. There's literally no one in the green whose opinion I respect <laughs> in any way whatsoever. Uh, the 
closest thing is Giant Bomb, and they gave it a 40. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I really I have a hard time imagining a situation where anyone is going to be pleased with this game. Well, uh, I'll tell you what, there is such a situation, Michael, and I'd like to direct you to the positive review section. Uh, here we go. Ready? Uh, let's see. Who can we find? Folks on the internet like to be melodramatic when it comes to reviewing entertainment. Absolute garbage. R.I.P. Bioware. Worst possible game, etc. I think that's all. This is, is all. This review sounds great. It's perfect. This guy's right on the money. Uh oh. But it turns out those people choose not to review the game objectively and really dig into the meat of what the game offers. Uh, Rather, they prefer me. to destroy the game's rating by giving it zeros across the board, which is asinine. Oh god, this is way too long. Here, I'll tell you the pros and cons. Break that down. Pros: great combat, great environments, interesting characters, decent. I mean, none of that's true from everything I've voice heard. acting. Uh, cons: weak, weak story at times, painful facial animations, and sporadic technical glitches. Well, that's not bad. You know, it kind of reminds me of when you were playing the new Gears of War, and you're, you're playing as Marcus or playing with Marcus Phoenix, and he's like old and gruff and cool. And then you have to go back to his shitty kids with their with their lattes and shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is that what happens in, in the latest one? You no, go one to, no one gets you a, go latte. Have a latte. No one gets a latte, but that girl has served lattes. There's no <laughs> you know, like straight out of a Seattle coffee you shop. You don't get sure. a fucking hat like that and not have served some lattes. <laughs> yeah. Barista material. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Doug, you're you're playing it. Don't you wish your dad stuck around and like Ryder died? Yeah, I'm not really feeling Ryder. I didn't really care about the dad either. I just not, I don't know. I, I don't At think least, I hate it as much as everyone else on the I, podcast, I noticed, but it's not very good. I noticed that the dad looked really cool in the cutscenes I was watching, and I was like, oh, he's dead. Well, I think it's because he's the only voice actor that's actually worth a damn. That that definitely helps. Well, I even Is just he meant, like the name? I even just meant like he's visually. Clancy Brown. Ooh. He does a lot oh, of voice yeah, video Cl- work. Oh, Clancy and... Brown. Is that his? Maybe that's not his name. I'm completely wrong on that. Here, he's but, definitely not great, but compared to everybody else, he's a lot more memorable. Let's see here. Clancy like Brown's IMDb. Yep, yep. I will. I, the game has for me so far. I'm I have a little. I'm quite a bit further than Michael is. The game has moments, but it's punctuated by just janky bullshit. Isn't hey, you know, you know, you know who Clancy Brown is? Who? He's Mr. Krabs. Is he really? Yeah, yeah he he is. Is. boy, they spared who's, no expense, did they? Who's, who's that? He's from SpongeBob. Oh, you really haven't turned on the TV in the last three decades, have you, Michael? No, I turned it on recently. There was a Hardee's commercial that swore at me. <laughs> you didn't see a Hardee's commercial. Man. You saw a Carl's Jr. commercial. Do you guys, no, it was both. Do you guys remember really? when? Uh, do you guys yeah. remember when Mass Effect had Martin Sheen? Yeah, Martin fucking Sheen. And like, what do we have now? Now we have Clancy you know, Brown. Clancy Brown. We have uh, what's her name from Game of Thrones? Yeah, the bitch that got, she's she's probably spoil it. she's probably the most famous person uh, in the whole thing. Natalie Dormer. It wasn't yeah. just like it wasn't just Saddam. She's in uh, Mass Effect. You had Martin Sheen was yeah. like um, she's a wasted throwaway character who's your doctor. Hmm. Of course. Oh really? I mean, Seth Green was on your crew. Yeah, Seth, Seth Green was like a background <laughs> character. Like, uh, they had Adam He's Baldwin. Joker. They had uh, Claudia Black. They had Steve Blum. I mean, fuck. Like, e- even among voice actors, like that's a pretty pretty good list. They had that girl from uh, Battlestar Galactica. Actually, they had two people from Battlestar Galactica. 
Andromeda really feels like kind of like you remember how games used to have a, a trilogy and then they would start making the budget title versions like Splinter Cell yeah. had three good games <laughs> and then there was a game that came out for like $35 on release. Well, th- this is the straight to DVD version of a game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is like, like uh, this is Transmorphers. This is like Leprechaun in the hood. <laughs> Like, there's literally, if I look at Mass Effect 2's IMDb, there's almost no one on the front of this voice actor page who I don't know. Like, I know them all from somewhere. And conversely, like, it's almost the exact reverse when I go look at Andromeda. Like, most of them probably don't have pictures. I have no idea. Yeah, actually, more of them more of them on the Andromeda page do not have photos. Uh, there's at least one, two, three, four people just in the main cast that they show who, who don't have pictures. It's just so painfully obvious as you play the game that they cheaped out on like literally everything. Yeah. Once again, I I provided an amazing audition for Mass Effect Andromeda, and now I'm super offended I didn't get the part. Does your IMDb have a photo? Um, I don't know. Because they probably thought you were too expensive. Yeah, they. (laughs) If it does, that was definitely what cost you. (laughs) Whoa, picture. We can't afford this guy. Hold up, hold up. How many people do we have with photos? Uh, 12, sir. Well, we can't have any more than that. His That's photo was me... properly lit. Oh, God. He's let, me go, let me go look at my IMDb and see if I have a photo or not. Go find oh. out if you have a photo. The people need I, to know. I think that my, 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 I've seen this a couple times. The, the jankiness of the game is where they will reference thing like they were referencing one of the cast or one of the team members from a race I haven't even met yet in the universe in like emails and I was like we haven't gotten to that part of the game yet you <laughs> shitty piece of shit game it's called foreshadowing hello yeah they're you not they're know setting anything you about up. writing they're setting you up it's an undiscovered exciting. race of people you're an undiscovered race of people and a crew member I've never met yet and no one in the entire game so far has met yet but we know his name and we're playing poker with him <laughs> well is he already is he already on your ship though no, no. Like I had not gotten to the that, planet to meet this race yet. Oh, so like, like we don't we don't know the planet exists yet. So you have a poker yes. game with a guy who <laughs> I have an email about a poker game and some audio about a poker game with the the guy who I haven't met yet. That's pretty this cool. This reminds me of uh, Assassin's Creed Syndicate where, you know, the there's an assassin that you meet early on in the game and you don't fucking know anything about him. Like you don't know anything about this guy. You just know that he kind of runs local um Assassin's Guild or whatever it's called. And then you could do like a side quest um, in which you collect flowers around the city. And if you collect all the flowers, uh, what's her face? The um, uh, the girl, uh, the female twin. It's, it's, it's like something Fry, Evie, Evie Fry. Evie goes ahead, goes ahead and she proposes to him. She proposes marriage. She's like, hey, let's go get married. Um, and then from there, like the whole rest of the game is just following the stories about them falling, falling in love. And this literally happened to me, where I did the side quest, they got engaged, and then, like, the next mission afterwards, like, oh, I barely know anything about you. I don't know if I can fall in love with you. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> My, the scenario also happens in reverse, where I beat a mission, and then they're talking about the mission like it hasn't been beaten yet. <laughs> <laughs> like, we better go get those raiders. And I was like, oh, the raiders are already took care of? And That's them. Yeah, cool. Good job. Thanks, thanks Bioware. What if, okay, hear me out here. What if you guys kept playing and at the halfway I, I am going to play it till completion. At the halfway point of the game, Ryder's like doing some stupid shit on her ship and all of a sudden 
the fucking Normandy comes out of slip space <laughs> and it just like breaks it in half and Shepard and his crew are on board and they're like, Yeehaw! And they're like, What was what was that? And he's like, I don't know, let's keep going. <laughs> and then you just uh, That would be great. <laughs> Yeah, and that'd then be I'm super just, sweet. I'm just man shepherd again, and I'm just out in the galaxy kicking ass. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like you just land on the nearest planet, and then you just go murder everything. That'd be that'd be like the biggest mind fuck ever. That'd be like the uh, castle turning upside down in Symphony of the Night. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I want. It does ask you to determine the history of your world by determining or telling him what sex Shepherd was. So what? maybe yeah. it's coming. What does that yeah. have to do with anything? Because we have to <laughs> know we have to know what gender the statue needs to be. When they have like that statue on a planet of Shepard. Oh, is there is is that a thing? There will be. Honestly, I, I really do hope like the last scene of this game is just like a portal opens up and they've got all the original people back and everyone else dies in this shitty game. <laughs> and there's like Andromeda Two, the better edition. Andromeda Two, the gang's back. They could keep the Krogan. He's all right. The- yeah, he is. He is probably the best team member. But that's not again not saying much. Is he, is Mostly he just because he's Rex? Rex again. Yeah, uh, he he's is just Rex like an older, grumpier that's Rex. Why. He's well voice acted too because the whoever yeah. did it knew to just be like, you know, like, hey kid, I lost toes. I'm a I'm a rootin' tootin' son of a bitch. I don't know. But how much how much does he talk about this genophage? Uh, he doesn't. I mean, there, I mean, there's a lot of there's a little talk about the genophage, but it's not it, it's not too bad. We're all over it. We're letting bygones be bygones. You know? <laughs> and I will say, <laughs> like you black... that whole genocide of my species, that's under the bridge. Hey, Jay, maybe uh, maybe your people could like learn a little lesson from this and forget about the past. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Jay, the, yeah, the you black... know what? Why not? Why not take? Why not take the Krogan's example? Take the Krogan. A... Take the Krogan's example. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying. I think you have, I have to a go question out and, like, for, pick up for the Jay. nearest white person and smash him into the ground. <laughs> Hold on, I think Doug has a racially charged comment. Like, I do feel like there was an entire race war before they forgave it, but sure. All Doug, right, Jay. Doug, go ahead. As as a black person, um, how often do you find your shirt off? <laughs> <laughs> or wearing um, wife beater like, like you know, completely off like completely off like you just you're in pants and you've got your shirt and you're showing your rippling pecs I, when i take a shower okay because the one black crew member we have is like has his shirt off way more often than i feel is correct <laughs> that little pussy liam <laughs> yes huh. like they're like most most of the uh, you know like cut scenes that I have with him. He like has a reason to not have his shirt on, and it's weird because he's not like a big like strong black guy. He's like, I need you to crowdfund my independent film black guy. Are you sure? I feel like I feel like if they feel like <laughs> it might be Jared. He's supposed to have clothes on, but he just doesn't. Well, there's there's I feel one like, I feel like if they wanted accuracy, has a shirt off, but I feel like if they wanted accuracy, then Liam's pants. Needed to be like halfway around his ass, showing his briefs all the time. <laughs> I that would be right. It was quite there. So he was still, he was wearing pants like a white man. <laughs> oh, Doug, Doug, have you seen a boob yet? No. No. I haven't decided which of the shitty female characters I want a bone. Is it, yeah. Are you going to see a boob? Go for the, go for the Scottish girl. Go for I the Scottish girl who's trying to hide her accent so it sounds like a fake accent. Like, like is it, is it actually a Scottish accent? I found this out. Uh, because I thought it was the worst Scottish accent I ever heard. But it turns out it's actually her real accent, and she was trying to sound not Scottish, and that's why she sounds so fucking weird. They gave her, like, a Bangladeshi name. 
Suvi. Her name is Suvi. And yeah, guess like what? Suvi Anwar. She's the science officer that believes in religion. Yeah. <laughs> Not kidding. She's like science. My faith in science. So, so when you guys, when you guys, when you guys like explore a new planet, does she go? When she go? Does she like step out and go up? Jesus made this planet. No, she steps out and she's like, Allahu Akbar, and then blows herself. <laughs> you can actually, it, it's a cool down and you can like throw her at enemies. There's a lot of damage. It's pretty effective. That's impressive. You know, that conversation where she tells you she believes in God does go a long way to show what the problem with the modern Bioware scenario is. Because in the first Mass Effect, Someone told you that they believe. I think actually, someone like Ashley tells you she believes in God, and you're like, "No, no God on my ship," and you eject her out of the airlock. And now your response is like, "I believe in God too," or "I respect your beliefs, even though I don't yeah, agree." See, in, in the original with Ashley, you can basically because she starts out as like this staunch racist, and if you work with her, you're like, you know, that's kind of retarded. And at the end of the game, she'll be like, "Yeah, I'm coming around to other alien races." You can actually have a debate and all that, and change her mind on shit. We're going to shut her down like a total badass, like I did. It's great. That's true too. You could you could also send her on that suicide mission and get her done with. But, but, but I guess you're saying guess, you're saying Jay, she can have an arc. She can have an arc. Yeah, Holy that was the thing. What an idea! <laughs> I'm Not sure. here. Everybody's perfect to begin with. I was going to say, I'm sure that the characters of Andromeda are going to uh, remain the same. Every everyone is perfect, and everyone agrees, just like we all should in the real world. Mm-hmm. This is hey how now, the future works. PB's going to have a pretty great arc. I get to hear about her failed lesbian relationship, <laughs> and they get to bone her later. I'm assuming. Is that who you're going to bone? I don't know. I don't really want to bone them. There's no one I really want to bone. Yeah, I'll probably end up with a white chick with the that popular girl haircut, ah, the tumblerina haircut. Yeah, white chick sounds good. <laughs> Go for it. I don't. I don't want to bang the the bird lady, Betra. Yeah, I mean I, she's I, fine, but I like her personality, just not her like you know chitinous insect but lady. But see, there you go. That's like that's like the guy. That's the one that you hook up with, just and you know it's temporary. Like yeah, I like her personality a lot, but you know the second I leave this uh, the Andromeda galaxy, I'm going to get with someone else. Turians just have so many sharp edges. I don't want to put my penis in there. Yeah, it's true. Don't be shallow, guys. Get in there. <laughs> I imagine like pincers down there. <laughs> it's funny because I've actually done that game a lot playing science fiction games. I always have to imagine what it looks like down there. Do they have pincers? Yeah, that's, that's a fun game. <laughs> should, we, <laughs> should, should, we ta- should we move on? Should we talk about... Um, I, well, hold on. You had to mention we pincers done. and vaginas. And it reminded me, it reminded me of... Um, God, has anyone ever seen like the VHS? Has anyone ever seen like the VHS movies? Yeah, I remember VHS movies, like pornographic uh, VHS no. movies. Oh, no, no, not 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 videos on VHS. I mean the actual movies, uh, VHS. The first oh, two. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the I, first one is actually pretty good. I get them mixed up with REC, because uh, they're different. CKY. Um, they are different. REC is the one about zombies. I've seen those. I haven't seen VHS. Uh, VHS, the first VHS is pretty good. Um, they're like they're basically anthologies, and then from there it's like a steady decline. And there's one that's just a bunch of science fiction ideas. Um, and a guy builds a portal in his basement that leads to another world. Uh, and he gets there, and everything's kind of weird. Like you know, he he had a nice uh, 
typical wedding in the in his universe and in other universe uh, where his wedding photo would be, he sees like some kind of satanic ritual. And as he explores, everything looks normal. Like his wife seems like um, she's a swinger, but otherwise everything seems fine. And then uh, his wife is like, hey, are you ready to fuck? And she takes off her robe and she reveals like this, this giant monster down where her genitals should be um, eating like a bag of meat. So that's what I imagine lovemaking will look like for the Turian in Mass Effect. <laughs> that's a great story, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> that was, uh, man. Oh. All right. Hey, let's talk about Meat Cup. Here's, here's transition. Uh, we actually were able to spend more time on Andromeda than I thought. So let's let's talk about Beat Cop and then let's talk about Persona. And I'll save Thimbleweed for next week when I can get a couple more hours into it. But, uh, Michael, you've, you've been beating people as a cop, I assume. I'm assuming that's what the game's about. Sorry, are we talking about Beat Cop? Someone, someone rang the doorbell. Yes, we are talking about Beat Cop. Who was at the door, oh. though? Now I want to know that. <laughs> pizza? Uh, Did you get pizza? Oh, man, I wish. I'm starving. Yeah, it does. Let's I talk about this. Of course you do. Okay, so if you're not going to tell us who was at the door, then tell us about Beat Cop. All right, so you'll recall that we played Beat Cop at uh, PAX this summer, and I was really excited for it. So when I got a copy, I was pretty psyched. Um, to refresh everybody's memory, Beat Cop is a ticket-writing simulator where you get put in the role of a police officer who has been... And busted back down to the role of a beat cop. And the idea is you have to patrol a neighborhood and write out tickets like for parking violations, tow people, you know, uh, check their tires. But at the same time, you're also trying to solve the mystery of uh, who framed you and cost you your job. So it's a little bit of papers, please, where you have a certain quota you need to fill every day. So you have to be writing tickets, but you also have to walk around the neighborhood. This is all from a top down, like pixelated perspective. You, you drop in with store owners that'll ask you to do favors. You might, uh, they've got the mafia. They might ask you to, you know, pick up a package for them or they got the local uh, street crime gang. They might ask you to, you know, look the other way while they rob a place, that kind of thing. So, who here played Papers, please? I did. I'm pretty sure Jay did, too. Oh, I've only played not not much of it. Oh, okay. Okay, so. I played yeah, pretty, so I played played at least a few hours i don't think i beat it uh i it's it's lucio who's like the real papers please fan yeah i know he's too bad he's not here uh jared what was your impression of papers please yeah uh i like the idea um mm -hmm. and, and i i had fun playing it but it definitely it just got to be too much for me eventually like mm -hmm. like things just kind of built up and built up and built up and it was becoming almost like stressful um, or I was missing things that felt like they should have been more obvious than they were, and I felt dumb. And I don't like it when a game makes me feel dumb, and so I just uninstalled it. <laughs> Goodbye, you should. Jared, man. You should play Andromeda then, Jared. It'll make you feel real smart. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, it'll make you feel like you could program the entire game better than me. But. <laughs> yeah, well, the, you know, I need all the ego boosts I can get. So, uh, but yeah, anyway, that was that was my experience with it. Okay, so it probably. It probably won't make you feel as bad as uh, as papers, please. But it unfortunately does start to become just a little bit too much, a little too fast. Um, 
it's a game that looks like it has a lot of charm, especially when you're when you're going around the neighborhood for the first couple of days. You have your daily ticket quota, and there will be different stories that play out each day. So um, you'll go around the neighborhood and you'll talk to people, and they'll like have a little conversations with you, and you know you'll talk about the neighborhood. You'll get a little bit of backstory, and at first it's it's really exciting, but as the game progresses, you start to recycle a lot of dialogue options and just general. The general action each day doesn't vary that much between one day to another. So it's it's unfortunate. Like being a real beat cop. Uh, it does have a little bit of that tedium, which I think is kind of the idea. It just it doesn't play out as well as I'd hope because it is just not a lot going on outside of whatever yeah, the it's, story it's still mission a is. game. And you want to be and have an enjoyable game. You don't want to play like spreadsheet simulator five. I guess right, not, exactly. not everyone does. Some people Speak do for yourself, sir. <laughs> So, I don't know. It's it's okay. It's just it's. Did anybody play? Uh, what was that game? No, I can't remember. Super Mario Three. I, I love that. What was that game? It was Super Mario Three. Like, that was a good game. That was fun. But it's one of those games where if you if you sit down and try to play it in a marathon, like you're going to get tired of it, especially because it's all done via point and click on the mouse. Which oh. I think we've had this conversation. I already hate sitting at a desk, but I hate having to like sit hunched over the desk with my hand on the mouse. And... I didn't imagine that when I saw that game being demoed. I figured that would be something that would be playable on a controller. Yeah, it probably would be a lot better if it could be. Um, the thing is, the game was made by, as far as I can tell, like five people. So it definitely, you can tell that they're in a bit of a manpower crunch. And it's just not as well developed as I'd hope. Well, that's uh, one more person than Andromeda. Well, true enough. So I have I have one question. Uh, that, yeah, what's up? That's been burning on my mind about it. Uh, this is a Polish game. Um, yes. How's the localization? You know, overall, it's pretty good. Like these guys have. I don't know if they watched a bunch of '80s cop movies or what, but they'll nine times out of ten they do a really good job of uh, capturing like the the Brooklyn neighborhood it's in, or at least. My my non New York natives impression of what a Brooklyn neighborhood is from a 1980s cop movie. Well, right. let me ask this. Oh, 1980s, because I was going to ask, like, is this is this Brooklyn neighborhood have a coffee shop where you can buy a pumpkin mint latte? Well, pumpkin mint. You guys are ahead of the fucking curve. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a it's got Slow a pizza down, New pl- York. Wait for the rest of the world already. Do they it's make like silly mistakes? Not really, actually. That's I'll give them credit. They did a pretty good job. I don't know if they outsourced it or if they did it themselves. Uh, when I met the developer, he seemed pretty. Uh, it seems like he spent a lot of time with the 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 materials. So I was kind of hoping like they'd let instead of donuts, someone says, "Let's go get a pierogi," and you're like, "I got you." <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, their their logo even has a donut in it. So yeah, uh, they so, they're definitely on the on the scoop there. So, so here's the huge. This is a very important question. Do you get to jump through steam vents in that game? No. See, because any good '80s chase scene has cops. Yeah, jumping you gotta steam jump. Vents. You gotta jump through the steam. Do you, it does do you lay on your back and shoot your gun in the air? <laughs> <laughs> the neighborhood itself has a lot of detail. There will be people walking around. There's graffiti. Uh, you know, every day there's maybe something a little different. So. It's got a lot of potential to 
you know, be charming. It just it falls a little short in actual gameplay. I I gotta say, you you just you mentioning the authentic Brooklyn neighborhood thing makes me want to take a look at it. Well, I remind I remind you, I haven't been to New York since I was ten years old, and I don't think we were in a Brooklyn. So, yeah, I mean, still, it, it's a uh, it, it's fun to see what like um, a foreign agency thinks of your of your city. So um, <laughs> yeah, it is. So it, I, I'd still it, even be kind of interested in seeing Poland does New York. Like we don't get that opportunity very often here in Salt Lake City. So right, Poland never does Salt Lake City. Yeah, the only people who hey, even hey, bothered were The Last of Us. There, hey, no, that's gave not us true. a tunnel. The crew gave you a, a huge Salt Lake City. That's true. I showed all of you. Yeah, that's it true. used the same restaurant three times on two different blocks. That's not that weird for Salt Lake City, man. Yeah, no. Were they all Chick Fil A's? Were they all or Cafe Rios? <laughs> like Cafe Rios. Yeah, they got. Yeah, they look like some kind of like rustic lodge type place. Yeah, that we don't have. I that was don't, a D's. I don't know where they got that. All right. Well, um, it sounds like it's. I'm still like intrigued, but I might say wait like a few patches if the game even gets patched. That's what's so hard about indie stuff is like, is it done yeah. forever? Because there's a very good chance that it is. Well, I got the uh, I got the original release for review, and it actually had quite a few issues that I did not like about it at all. And then about four days later, they released a patch which fixed a lot of them. So they oh. they seem to be pretty active. Okay, that's good. Um. Yeah, I I hope they do something with it and keep working on it because I think it has the potential to be fun. Just it needs some cleanup, a little bit more time in the oven, that kind of stuff. What's it priced at? Uh is it twenty? I'd have to check. What would you price it at? Mm, I think fifteen might be a better. Oh, it is fifteen. Okay. Oh, there you go. That's that's all right. All right, that's not bad. Um. All right, cool. Well, uh, that's, that's semi good to hear. <laughs> I'm yeah. somewhat happy. Uh, let's let's switch gears here and dig into our our uh, meat and taters, uh, the the big release for the week. Which normally, Sever. because we record on Tuesday, we don't usually get to say a lot about the game that just came out on Tuesday. But in this case, we did get a copy of Persona uh, pre-release. And so I think it's probably worth exploring uh, a wee bit. Jay, how far are you in the game? Oh, I'm about um, 35 hours in. And have you reached the point where they're requesting people don't stream anymore? Not yet. I'm about a month away from that. Oh, okay. So, so to those who aren't aware, uh, Atlas has requested that people don't stream past a certain point, which is not weird. It's not uncommon at all. But here is what's weird. Uh, it seems like even post-release, uh, they are issuing copyright strikes on channels that stream past a certain uh, point in the game. It's uh, mm. July 7th. That's the, that's the date they don't want people going past. Yeah. Um, so Independence Day. Well, is it? Uh, Independence Day is July 4th. Yeah. It, or is that like wrong. Japanese independence? Uh, yeah, that's, Day. that's what I wondered. Is, is there a Japanese? <laughs> oh. Are the Japanese, did they get independent yet? No. They still celebrate I, I, Tyranny Day. No. <laughs> I feel like I feel like that because let's see, July seventh. That's going to be about summer. I guess in the last game, that's about when you got your full party, and then after that is when the actual murder mystery started. That's kind of like the halfway point, and it's also like summer va- vacation. So I, I'm sure there's like lots of uh, of, of top teenage asses that they don't want being streamed. Mm. Nice. All right, we can't <laughs> can't have that. 
So uh, this game's getting amazing reviews. Would you corroborate them so far? Yes, I would. So tell me, tell me about it. Tell me, maybe tell me this. What makes it? Because I played Persona Four, and uh, to me, it was a pretty fun game that was punctuated with horrible slogs. Uh, these like dull, dull dungeons that have way too many floors and uh, are randomly generated and there's nothing to see or look at or really anything of, of note or interest in them. Uh, and it's just something you have to like grind through before you get back to the part of the game you're enjoying. If that was my perception of four, do you think that my perception of five will be any different or is it more of the same? Uh, it's, it's, well, it's a little better, the, the dungeon, but if you, if you still, if you don't like, like, dungeon crawlers at all, then, um, like, Shin Megami Tensei is basically all about the right. dungeon crawler. Um, that's just kind of what the series is. Um, and I do think it is actually the best, in general, like, Shin Megami Tensei, I do think they are the best dungeon crawler on the market. It's like, not, it's not like a lot of the shit, which is a little drip that I had to play for, uh, the website, where it would just be, oh yeah, here's your party lineup, that looks like something out of a fantasy star or whatever, uh, with that very, very old school, just walk through the corridors and then, uh, hit them with no interesting, exciting animations and all the same managed generated dungeons. So I mean, I've played, I've I played my share of those two. And I mean, I, I'll yeah. give persona. It's definitely not that. Yeah. So it, it's much better than that. I will say that, um, there is still a lot of dungeon crawling. And there is one generated dungeon that I guess if you want to see everything and do everything, you might have to do it. Like, they, they tell you it's optional, but Persona's not really the type of game that just kind of lets things be optional. Like, I played 3, um, thinking, because um, 3 was the first time you really had those social likes, and 2, you didn't have them. Um, and I played 3 thinking that, oh, it's going to be fine if I don't get all the social links. And then I find out, like, in the ending, it's a big, it's actually a huge deal having those links. Um, and the same thing happened in four, where uh, I kind of didn't pay that much attention to your uncle and your uh, uh, niece mm -hmm. uh, or whatever she is, Dojima uh, and Monaco. And then I found out at the end of the game that oh, it was super hugely important. So I'm betting this this dungeon that they say is optional is actually going to be a big deal later on in the game. But we'll see. I'm doing it anyway. So you definitely have to do that. And that's the random generated thing. It's not as bad as prior games. I'm not that deep into the dungeon yet because the um, a lot of the floors are still locked off to me, but the floors are kind of short. Uh, there's usually some mini-boss to take care of and then I can get out of there. And, you know, your party members, they interact. They say random cute little things as you explore. So it's not that bad. The big dungeons are places called palaces. Mm -hmm. And palaces, you know... Uh, Persona 5, you're basically a crew of um, cat burglars, and your goal is to steal shit. And that manifests, I should mention that this is going to be like a lot of spoilers as I talk about this. Um, no! So. I mean, it sounds like you're not even to the point where they're worried about things being spoiled, so... No, no, but well, I'm mentioning that because I know there are people that listen to the podcast that worry about you know, spoiling the game and all that. So, so, so Lucio, don't, if you're listening, don't <laughs> listen anymore. That's basically it, Lucio. If you're listening, don't listen anymore. Um, I, I'll try to keep it as spoiler-free as possible, but uh, there are palaces. And palaces are the um, twisted desires of a person's heart. So your goal is to steal the treasure uh, from the palace. And the treasure is, you know, whatever's kind of the source of their desires. 
so for example, um, the first guy that you encounter, uh, he's doing a lot of bad shit in terms of his students at the school. And, you know, because he's like an Olympic gold medalist, he thinks he's hot shit and gets to do whatever he wants to whoever he wants. And he acts on that and he acts on that with uh, two of your party members. So your goal is to... to Those to are the speak. rules. <laughs> your goal is to sneak through his palace, um, steal the object of his desires, and then, well, once you get that, you know... Um, you win. It's, it's, well, it, you win, and it, it, changes, it changes how he feels in the real world, basically. I, I guess the, the best way to describe Persona is that the Personas themselves are a reflection of your personality. And if you have a strong enough personality... Um, or if you've overcome some kind of great ordeal, then the persona makes themselves known to you. If so not, your quest is to rehabilitate a pedophile. That's kind of what uh, you're describing. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's 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 the first one. Yes, that's the first one. We'll save you, uh, Coach Revel. And then, there's, <laughs> and then, there's, uh, <laughs> uh, and then you know, the second one is something else, and then the third one is something different from that. But it's always something like that. So the shadow, you know, the shadows um, are another series regular, and the shadows are the darkness in our heart. So yes, in this case, the shadow you're fighting is a pedophile and an abuser and all that stuff. Um, so once you once you steal his heart, he has um, he has a change of heart in the real world, and then he tells you know people that um, you know I'm guilty of all these crimes. Please arrest me. All that kind of shit. So that's kind of your goal, and you, you want to fix society. By jumping into these palaces, stealing the shit, and changing people's hearts. Um, so the palaces, how they're structured, you know, uh, I guess the person is supposed to like safely guard their desires. So the palaces are, of course, filled with monsters, um, and you have to employ stealth to get around them. The stealth in this game, it's not you're not you're not looking at like um, phantom pain stealth. It's but it's it work, it functions well for the game that you're playing. Um, you know, it, you can easily hide behind enemies. It's not like a thing where they have a huge cone of sound detection and visual detection. As long as you hide behind shit and you can quickly hide behind objects, you're fine. Uh, you can even run up right behind them and ambush them. And it's actually very important that you use the stealth. Um, and the game kind of encourages you to pick your battles, but I haven't really done a palace yet. I'm doing my third one now where that's been super optional sometimes that there's a really big room i can avoid battles but usually it's a tight little corridor and there will be like one monster patrolling it and i have no choice but to fight that guy um so it, beyond that my experience with persona 4 was i could sometimes avoid combat but most of the time i found that was a bad thing because i wouldn't be a proper level for the boss like i felt like i needed to not only fight everything, but like there are parts in that game where I pretty much felt like I had to grind in order to to get through. So far, I haven't encountered any grinding. Um, in good. fact, if anything, um, it just just generally fighting more encounters than I probably should. Like I imagine, if you fight every encounter in a palace, you're going to be more than a level for the boss. Because in this last palace, I just cleared the enemies were mostly quicker than I was, um, and there's a, there's a lot of great things that it does to alleviate some of that. Um, so for example, first and foremost, in the previous Persona games and some of the other Mega Ten games, you could negotiate with demons and tell them to give you shit and tell them to join your party. So that's back in five. Um, and in five, what you actually have to do, you know, you remember how you have to exploit weaknesses, right? It's a rock, paper, scissors ordeal. Mm -hmm. Um, 
you know, so if as long, if you exploit the weaknesses of an enemy, if you knock all of them down, what you're going to do is you're going to hold them up. And the kids have guns in this game, and they point them in the right direction. You know, they learned maybe you don't point the gun at your head, you point them at the enemy. And you're like, um, you know, as you perform a stick-up, you can demand money or items, or you can demand that they help you. And, you know, if they agree to help you, they will become your persona. And you have that now. So you're not spending nearly as much time as you were in previous games, uh, uh, leveling and grinding and mixing different personas to see what you get. You can just walk into a dungeon, um, you know, knock knock down a group of enemies, and then say, hey, it's time for you to join me. And they'll be like, okay, I don't want to die. I'll, I'll, I'll hook up with you. Um, so that's pretty great. There's a couple of other social aspects to the actual combat that are nice, that play nicely with all the um, dating and hanging out and all that that you do in the real world. Um, you know, there will be new dialogue options as you uh, earn status with your confidants, which is like the new version of the S-Link. They will do things such as if a negotiation goes badly, they'll jump in and help you out. Um, or they'll like uh, make an in- they'll make a negotiation easier, uh, like the girl on. She'll put on crocodile tears to make them sad, and, and they'll be like, okay, please don't cry. I'll come in and help you. Uh, <laughs> and then there's all, like, there's all sorts of great shit like that. Um, there's ways to... If you exploit a weakness, you can do something called a baton pass, which switches off to another party member so that they can kind of keep that chain go- going and keep comboing. Um, and like I said, guns play a big role in it now. So guns are actually an elemental weakness that, you know, plays out nicely with the rest of them. Um, as, as for the palaces, you, you're still going to be, you still have to venture into them a lot. Um, and you have to, you know, part it's broken up because usually you run into some kind of wall in the palace and can be only be resolved by doing shit in the real world. And you'll have to jump back out there and you'll have to either um, socialize with the character or you'll have to go and interact with your target directly. Um, you have to, you know, fuck with them in the real world in order to change something inside their palace. So you're not going to be able to clear it in like a single night, um, which is unfortunate because I was wishing... Like, as long as I'm on fire, I can progress to the through a palace and, actually, and finish it. I think that's more interesting, though, because that's actually, that's kind of my complaint with Persona 4, is, like, I, I enjoy a lot of the, the normal day stuff, and then, it, like I said, it's just punctuated by these big, long stretches, and so the idea of breaking up that dungeon with coming back out and doing something actually sounds like better pacing for me, at least. Well, that's fair. That's fair. And I, you know, I, I like palaces because uh, they'll usually be a nice little challenge. There's um, the second one, um, which was an art museum. I had to basically figure out a way to deactivate the security system. So I would have to sneak around and listen to shadows and, and get them to divulge the secrets of the password and go back to disable the security. Um, you know, there's, there's some light platforming where you can jump on chandeliers and shit like you saw in the trailers. Again, it's really not that hard, but it does make thing it does make it a little more fun than just just running through the same looking hallways all the time. Right. Um and the bosses themselves, I'm actually really really happy with the bosses. Um you know, I'm happy with the combat overall. It's the same persona gameplay, but I think all that stuff I mentioned has made the combat much better. But the bosses 
are a lot of fun. First of all, the story works in such a way that you're invested in the characters. So, you, of course, you know, you want to take the fucking pedophile down. Uh, but they give you, you know, they, they, they sell you on ways emotionally as to why you want to do that. Um, and then the actual boss fight himself, you know, I, I guess, I guess Persona is one of like the one of few games left on the market where there's actual strategy that you have to employ in fighting the bosses. But in uh, this game, depending on the boss, you can actually send one of your party members off to sneak around behind the boss's back and steal shit from them to make the overall boss fight easier. Uh, and you have to play it tactically. Like, you have to kind of listen to your party's uh, thoughts and feelings and decide which party member is the best to send off because you don't want to send off someone to screw it up. Well, for the um, pedo battle, don't you just send, like, the 12-year-old to distract him? Well... It's actually in that battle. What you do is um, you can send off like either the guy or the cat that joins your party. But if you send off the girl, she's going to be too freaked out to handle it. Um, you know, because she's like, "Oh man, that guy's staring at me like a fucking perv." Typical um, I, woman. <laughs> I'm too frozen to do anything. So does this after you, you kill the dragon? What? <laughs> like, um, don't, don't you fight a bunch of like scary monsters in these dungeons? Also, don't you like couple with demons? Yeah, you do. But, but I, demons don't touch your bits; they just want to kill you. <laughs> yeah, Michael, God, God. It's not like it's not like it's coming out the blue because she had but that reaction in her other boss fight. She had a fight. You had to fight a very phallic monster, and she was uncomfortable with that one too. So it's persistent, at least. Uh, you know, it's not like it's not like she was frozen into her out the blue. It's just kind of you have to pay attention to the cues the game gives you. Someone's complaining all throughout a dungeon that they're not going to be the best person to send for the job when you fight the boss basically now um, you, you pretty you were pretty casual uh about this but you did mention you have a cat on your team <laughs> <laughs> yes there is a cat on your team well the last game you had a bear or something the bear doesn't yeah, join your had... party does it uh he does actually he joins he joins oh. after you get to the final party member oh gotcha uh, you had a bear in the last one, and in three you had a dog. So I guess the cat doesn't feel like anything after uh, all. I guess it, I guess it fits with the cat burglar theme. So uh. it fits with the cat burglar theme. The cat is actually a lot less annoying than the bear. He has basically the same role. I just I just um, like how I just like how casually you drop that in there. Like you, know, <laughs> you can't send your cat. You, you have to send your your guy. Or your <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have to send your guy. You can't send the cat. Yeah, send, Come on. send the microwave, obviously. <laughs> I actually really, really like the characters too. Um, so far, I haven't. Found, I mean, Persona's pretty good with that. It, like, you're good with uh, characters that are endearing and you care about. Um, but I think this might be my favorite cast of okay, okay, all Jay. of the games I played. What's that? So, so now that you've played it, who's your waifu? I haven't decided. I'm. I. I it's either On or uh, Futaba, and I'm not sure yet. I, on is the first girl that joins up Ooh, i can see i can see why you like it. on and then uh futaba's kind of like the dorky hacker girl that Ooh. joins futaba <laughs> futaba's a hard pass for me <laughs> makoto i could maybe see makoto yeah makoto's not bad she's all right hold on uh, if we're judging women i better pull this up we're always <laughs> judging women jared <laughs> mm, i don't know about futaba haru's plain jane screw her yeah haru, haru's pretty plain I am enjoying all the skirts, though. I like Goro. Uh, oh, wait, that's a guy. 
like, I like Goro anyway. I'm oh, and I also Mortal forgot Kombat. about about the uh, waifu, the waifus that don't join you. Uh, there's Tay Takemi, who's pretty nice too. She's kind of up my alley. Say, um, say Najimi, yes, please. <laughs> Say's actually really good. I don't know that you can romance her, and there's reasons why. I feel like it would be a, a huge spoiler if I mentioned why, though. She's got a um, penis. <laughs> uh, you know what? She's she's pretty good looking. I, I could overlook that. Say 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 you definitely. It's a big one. I don't know if you can. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're gonna I like have to say, deal with say, it at some point. Say, Say's got a got a got a great uh, look going. She's probably got yeah. the best one going in the game. She's got they some all, great assets. Doable. But I'm going to double down and probably go for either An Patabo or Tay to Kevin. So. As long as you don't go with Haru. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, I know. I agree. What a what a terrible person. Man. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what what Haru's deal is. That's the worst. Fucking bitch. Yeah. Uh, Do you? Have uh, a, she, she's a not name? a bitch. She's just boring. <laughs> does your main character have a name in this one, or is he uh, just un unnamed like usual? It, they refer to him by his code name, which is Joker. Oh, okay. That's yeah, not yeah. bad. His name is everyone, Hero everyone Protagonist. Everyone has a code name. Uh, so, so, so the lead is Joker, uh, Ryuji is Skull, uh, An is Panther, and the cat is Mona, and so on and so forth. So, you know that's the main you know. character in Snow Crash, right, Doug? His name is literally yeah, I know. Hero <laughs> Protagonist. <laughs> I said that for a reason. Okay, just, just making sure. I wasn't sure if you just stumbled upon something amazing. Okay. Um. That's it, and like the social, the social elements are what they are. It's exactly the same as the previous games. Um, you know, no big change there. Uh, there's a few more activities you can do. You know, I think the I think the best thing is kind of hanging out with your confidants, you like know, it always is. The real question, though, is what about polyamory? Um, that's a good question. I'm going to guess that you can do it until you get caught, and I will link I will link a screenshot as to why. Hold on. That's usually how Persona uh, works, right? You can. I, I feel like that was how Four works: is you can date multiple people, but you get in trouble if if they find you get out. in trouble. You have to make a decision. Where's the token uh, trans character that traveled across Persona verse to live her live his new life? Uh, there's <laughs> the Japanese okay, people I, I, still treat them as just regular novelties. Oh, good! I, thank I, God. I, I linked it. I linked it in uh, in Facebook, so you all can take a look at why. At the moment, I believe you get busted. <laughs> Let's have oh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> I, this would be great if it wasn't such a like, small photo. A thumbnail? Oh, did it? What? Did it make so that, small? That, that's on. the size Atlas forces you to, to take screenshots for. <laughs> yeah, that might be true. You're playing this on your watch, right? So is that, is that what I was understanding? Is they disabled the share button on the PlayStation? Yeah, but you can't, you cannot, you cannot, uh, you can't, sure you can't even game. take screenshots, yeah. huh? No, nope. it's like uh, I just, uh, I just you can't, don't understand what it, would make it, them it, think that this is like that special. Um, and it's got a, you know, it's got it's weird because it's got um, it's actually got a lot of social integration. You can uh, perform something called a public execution with your personas, where I guess you execute them in front of other people. Uh, you can check up and see what other people are doing and figure out what's a good management of your time. Um, there's quite a lot of other shit. I, I believe your team name for the Phantom Phase, whatever you name them, shows up for other people. So 
there's quite a bit of social integration, and it's like, let's just disable the main share feature besides that. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, so, and I would understand if they did it, how most games do it, where, you know, they block vital cutscenes. I would be fine with that. I would even be fine if they did a vital dungeon or two, but it seems a little excessive to block the entire game. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. I don't, I don't really get that. I'm not sure what they're thinking there. But whatever. Um, all right, so all in all, you're recommending it, right? So far, I'm really happy with it. Uh, you know, I, I think if you liked the other ones, it's a lot more the same, but improved. It's got a lot of style to it, and I actually, I really love the visuals. It's like a PlayStation 3 game, um, but it looks like they were really going to be pushing that system, and I think the jump that they performed is correct. Um, I, I don't know how it will perform on the PlayStation 3 still, but it looks really good. The characters, I'm very impressed with the character movements. I think it helps bring them to life a lot. Um, it's a lot better than that kind of blocky Lego look that we had in the previous ones. Um, and I like the soundtrack. I love the soundtrack of this game. I, 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 I like 3 and 4 as well, but the soundtrack here is like top notch. Where does it take place? Is it supposed to be in Japan like 4 was? Yeah, it's in uh, Tokyo. It's okay. actually it's an actual city this time. It's not the fictional stuff the last two games were. So are people calling each other like senpai and things like that still? They cut that down a lot. Um, oh, boo. Kind of, on, on still kind of uses honorifics, but it seems like there's not a lot of, you know, you're not getting, oh no, Ryuji Kun's in trouble. Right, no right. That. Yeah, that's... Because that's, <laughs> I'm... I'm still debating like whether or not this is something I want to look into more. <laughs> On can tell call me senpai all she wants. And whether or not whether or not it will spawn a friendship investigation corner is really the metric by which I, I'm judging it right now. <laughs> and uh, uh, if they've dropped that stuff out, anyway. it's not promising. You need like you need something like the uh, the friendship heist crew or whatever. I don't know. I don't know what you call it. So are you are they not investigating really? They are in the real world. They're investigating, and in uh, the the shadow world, they're robbing people. Nice. Uh, yeah. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> to sound so thrilled about that, but that's what I like. I've got to say, it it sounds appealing, but it also sounds like it's a real ordeal to play. Well, it sounds like it's a hundred and four oh, fucking it, hours minimum. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, it's definitely an investment. Like Persona is always an investment, and there's a reason I was unable to play for this when it came out because I had finished like three a year earlier, and four was literally the exact same game as three, except everything was yellow instead of blue. Um, but I feel like I do feel like Persona Five is a very nice improvement. It's got the all the elements that made like two and three and four good. Uh, it's doing some new stuff. It looks really good. It sounds really good. Uh, but it's definitely a huge investment of your time. I'm like, um, I'm like, Jesus, forty hours in, and Makoto just joined, uh, and she's like my, um, what is it, four, five, six party member out of eight altogether. So, so I don't even have a full party so yet. Christ, you'll, you'll probably be at like sixty hours before you even have a full party. Yeah, so uh, it's it's an investment, and there's a lot of there's like a lot of time management, a lot of forward planning. Like you have to think about your days of like three, four, five days in advance <laughs> in order to do everything you want. So 
I guess you probably don't know this yet, but I felt like uh, dating in Persona 4 required a lot of precision, like in picking very yeah. specific, uh, to the point where I almost felt like if I didn't get a guide, I'd probably fuck it up. Um, so like real life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's still <laughs> not unfair. That's still pretty consistent. I've actually, I feel like now that I've played so many of them, I can second guess a little bit what characters want to hear. And it helps when you equip a Persona that's the same Akana as them. But um, it's still like, you know, you can still screw it up. Like Ryuji, I'm still only on uh, rank three with him because, um, you know, I guess I got one or two things wrong. And I'm just taking him to hang out and hang out and hang out. And we still haven't gotten a new cutscene yet. I'm doing a little better with On um, and with uh, Tay and all that. But uh, yeah, it's still it's still definitely I'm hoping there are no endings tied to that because that really annoyed that really frustrated me about four. God, your best I, I can't ending. think of something worse than playing a 104 hour game and not getting the good ending. Like, yeah, fuck, yeah. <laughs> fuck me. Yeah, three, three wasn't so bad with that. Like three was like, um, uh, you could basically not get some shit and still get the best ending. Four was not like that. Four, you had to have the exact right relationships and no one even fucking knew at first. And people had to like dig and find out. And then by that time, I basically. You know, I, I had to see a good ending on YouTube pretty much. <laughs> I wonder where I left off in four. I don't even remember. I feel like I was on a boss. Gay bathhouse. That's usually where I stop in JRPGs is on bosses because I get frustrated and don't want to grind it out to beat them. Did you do the gay boss? I think I'm on the gay boss. I think I could. Yeah, you're at the him. gay bathhouse. Yeah, I think I could. Yeah. Why do you know this? <laughs> <laughs> because unlike everybody else, apparently, I cared about Jared Kuhn's friendship investigation corner. <laughs> Maybe I'll charge the Vita and see what's going on. I don't know. You're, you're probably still there. Anyway, anyway, I don't know. I, I, I guess if you like Persona, um, I would. It's like this was definitely a recommendation. If you're sketchy about some of the um, old Persona stuff, it doesn't. It doesn't. Do, let me let me put it this way. It doesn't do anything to make your time with the game any easier. Um, it doesn't make raising your social stats easier. It doesn't make raising your confidence easier. It doesn't make tackling dungeons easier. It just improves upon the framework that they already had there. And it looks really good and is really stylish and is well written. Um, and I'm really enjoying the gameplay. But if any of that annoyed you, Persona 5 not doing anything to fix that. You know what's not going to happen that would totally make me pick it up in a heartbeat? Uh, Switch, Switch release. Uh, yeah. It kind of strikes Actually. me as like the perfect game for the Switch. And one that, whose graphical fidelity would probably also carry over okay. That's true. That's um, a good point, actually. But I'd love to. I'd, I'd love to have a portable and TV version of it. Like that's the other thing is like sitting on my couch for a hundred hours. Now that I've just played Zelda for fifty, like being able to go wherever I please and wander around my house however I like, it's really hard to imagine being tethered to a couch for a fifty-hour game. And I have to say, my time with like Persona Five feels like it's very. It's been very meta because you know how carefully you have to manage your time in game. That's what it's been for me in the real world. I'm like, okay, now it's time to sit down and get a few hours in a persona. I better make sure my deadlines are done. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a, it's a commitment. You know, it's not going to not be one. Uh, yeah. it's just, I, I'm, I'm envious of the teenagers in game because those are the people that have time for games like these. Right, right. The children. The children <laughs> love persona. They're crazy yeah. for it. Hey, <laughs> before we wrap up, I got a question for Jay that I asked of Doug as well. Have you seen a boob yet? Um, you're not gonna see a boob. You're not gonna see a boob in either of these games. There's never been a boob in a Bioware game. Yes, there has. I mean, what? What I mean, boob? 
you can see. Oh wait, there is boob in in uh, Andromeda though. Yeah, I thought I we were mean, supposed to have full frontal. Oh, uh, you're not going to get full frontal, but you will see boob. I can guarantee you that. Are we getting penises? No. Uh, that's not, that's, that's, no, that's that's, not, that's the improved gay romance. That's not full frontal. Yeah. There you go. Boys no, there's, no, there's, no, there's, no, there's no. You're not gonna. You're not. You're not gonna get like the nip. Are you like you are gonna get. You're, you're gonna get enough of an eyeful for for a game made up this way. There you go. Right, is this gonna yeah, be? A, is this like, gonna hopefully be another, that's not another. Yep, it is. Well, <laughs> have you guys? Are you are you guys clicking on like the actual link? Yeah, that's we're clicking the link. It's, it's that's it's weird. Super tiny. I mean, I can tell that that's people are weird. naked in it. They seem to be. Where are you kind guys of. sharing links? Oh, we have it's a fucking weird. We have a Facebook chat. Oh, a, a special place. It's, a special place. So, you can be in it. <laughs> that I that I'm not invited to. <laughs> yeah. Let's um. Let's let's I, let's try this. Let's try this before. I sign off because I I want you guys to see like the boob and all that. <laughs> but there is I mean, no me boob. too. Uh, it's not a boob. There's no. There's yeah. pl- you can probably find sites that'll give you a boob what for you, this what game. Were, what were you gonna say, Trevor? Well, I was gonna say before we wrap up, there's a couple uh, Blizzard things that I wanted to go over as the local Blizzard uh, guy. Uh, yeah. Why oh don't you? yeah, they, they were going to add raids to Overwatch, weren't they? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. Wait, okay, so what, did you, what do you want to tell me? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not too sure about the... I don't know if that was a joke or if that's really a thing. Um, I'm not too <laughs> sure, but uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know about that. But the Heroes 2.0 was announced. That was a pretty big announcement. Um, I'm a big Heroes of the Storm fan. It's one of my most played games, and they're uh, basically revamping it. It just it seems like a common theme in Blizzard where every single game they make and and, you know have in their system is basically like they're using the same systems and they're using all of the same um loot rewards and they mix and match you get stuff for overwatch and wow and wow and overwatch and overwatch and heroes of the storm and all that sort of stuff it all blends together um and uh, heroes 2.0 they're revamping the whole game basically as far as the progression system goes and making it like where you get loot boxes just like you do in overwatch and uh, there's a lot of controversy over whether or not people like the way that it's going. I mean, it doesn't really matter. I mean, Blizzard's going to they're going to try to make money however way they can. And this is the reason I like the way that the system is going is even though I'm going to get screwed out of some loot boxes, because technically, if you if you're new to the game, you have a better ch- you are going to get loot boxes faster because it's based on experience that you earn and levels that you progress. Well, if you're uh, an experienced player and you've been playing for a while, they're going to give you some to start, but it's not going to be enough to compensate you for all the experience that you actually have, because then everybody would basically just get everything on day one from the loot boxes. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So um, they're, uh, that's what they're, that, they're introducing a new thing. It's basically going to be like Overwatch. So if you've played Overwatch, you level up, you get a loot box that has some random stuff in it. That's exactly what it's going to be like in Heroes of the Storm. They're going to they're gonna be putting that into the game. And they've added some new things for in-game stuff like, you know, emojis and, and banners and, and different taunts and stuff like that. Basically to add more stuff to the loot box, uh, voice lines, things like that. So it's, um, you know, it's definitely a different kind of MOBA. I mean, Dota and League of Legends aren't anything like it. And that's, um, yeah, that's the reason why interested. I like the game. What's that? They're, they're, I was going to say Dota and, and League of Legends aren't interested in giving new players any kind of leg up whatsoever. It's a trial by fire. Right, right. Yeah, I agree. And 
that's one of the reasons why I got into Heroes is because it was so much more um, new player friendly than those other games. Um, and uh, it's just stuck with me. So uh, it's one of those games that I've really enjoyed. But um, the other thing is uh, BlizzCon tickets go on sale tomorrow uh, on uh, April 5th. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. So I don't know if you guys are interested, if if, uh, if the enemy slime is going to be there. But I'm going to be buying tickets for myself. Um but uh, so I can I can go there and do that. But uh, I'm looking forward to to BlizzCon this year. It'll be my first one. What dates is it happening this nice. year? Uh, November 4th, I think. Shit. And they're already going on sale, huh? It's going to sell out. Pretty yeah. Well, yeah. It's going to sell out super fast. November 3rd. November 3rd. Yeah. I remember last year I was like looking in like July. I was like, oh, let's see if there's tickets for BlizzCon. Nope. That was a long time ago. So one year I got a, a digital ticket just so I could get a pet in World of Warcraft. Yeah, um, <laughs> I I uh I actually wasn't entirely joking about the Overwatch raid thing, but I don't know much information on it. Lucio knew more, um, because I think they're going. You're supposed to, according to him, they're going to be adding some kind of TV like element TV to element, Overwatch. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. So they've um, been. I mean, I don't know. Since the beginning, they've been adding those. Uh, they call them brawls, where there's like special uh, yeah, yeah. game modes. Yeah. Some of them have been really fun, um, man. When they when they came out with Lucio Ball during the Olympics, oh, yeah. that's all that I played. Yeah, yeah, that's all I played. I didn't even play the regular Overwatch game because Lucio Ball was so fun. The yeah, Halloween one was pretty cool. I, I actually really like the Halloween one a lot. Yeah, yeah. So, cool. uh, I linked the images in this chat, so hopefully people can see them now. There we go. <laughs> oh, that looks pretty good. <laughs> 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 you got to play for a hundred hours to see that. Yeah, well, probably more, probably closer to sixty to seventy to see that oh, part. Oh well, yeah, well, thank Damn. you, thank you, Jay, for saving us sixty to seventy hours. Yeah, <laughs> now, I wonder if man. there's some sort of website where I can find more pictures. <laughs> no, I don't think so, Doug. No, nope, this doesn't so. seem like a property that people would draw any kind of uh, inappropriate art. <laughs> oh, that's no fun. Uh, uh, they save that stuff more for like Disney things, like Wreck It Ralph. And- <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do we know where to find that? <laughs> I mean, there's there's a Rule 34 site. I'd probably just go there. Like, it's a whole oh, website boy. dedicated to Rule 34. I forget what it's called. Um, I I think it's I think it's basically just isn't it just Rule 34? I feel like you can type that in Google and it'll come up instantly. Yeah, there's, right, a, well, there's a particular. Well, bye everybody. There's a particular directory. I'll look it. I'll look it up and find out what it is. Uh, cause well, I, yeah, we all got to get our hands on that Wreck-It Ralph porn. Because I typed it into Google and I got directed to Cornell Law University for Rule 34, producing documents, electronically stored information, and tangible things are entering onto land for inspection and other purposes. Oh my well, god, please stop. Better. I'm going to come. That is hot. <laughs> yeah, you guys want to hear more about this? <laughs> <laughs> In England, orders are made for the inspection of documents. English rules under the Judicature Act, the Annual Practice 1937... Section 31 RR 14, or for the inspection of tangible property, or for entry upon land, Section 50 R 3. So I, now sh- you know. I picked a bad day to run out of tissues. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think that uh, that's a good that's a good note to to tell. You. Hey guys, if you enjoyed our podcast today, you should go check us out enemyslime.com. Go follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're at The Enemy Slime on both of those services. We'll be back next week with some more new games. There's a lot of stuff just going on right now, so there's, there should be plenty to talk about for the foreseeable future. So uh, we will see you next week. And I think with that, we 
are out.